All right. This is your Friday edition, uh, playoff edition of the So Baseball podcast. We have a really exciting episode today. Um, My brother Dave and Kevin joined to discuss last night's Game 5 between the Dodgers and Giants. And then our boy Sasha jumps on to preview Astros Red Sox. And we talk about some other sports and some other surprises we got coming up on the So Network. So uh, enjoy the show. Hello. Hi, Ross. Hi, Dave. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. We're still waiting for Kevin. Okay, that's fine. Uh, no he's problem. probably going to make a a grand entrance. As it, I mean, yeah. This is basically his, this is yeah. This is his uh, roof to uh, tear off. This is his <laughs> exactly. I mean, he was at the game. He had some wild stories that he tried to relay to me over text, and I could not even understand. Um, oh, really? He'll share it with us, but he's got some wild tales uh, from some in-stadium shit that went on, so we'll hear all about it when he joins. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I like that. I mean, we've got field reporters. We've got people yeah. that are going. I mean, this is, you know, this is big. This is very big. I'm actually looking at flights to Houston so that I can cover the American League series. Yeah, I think you should. I need to be out there. My boss I think you should. I think you should go out there and and um, Kevin represent Houston. You know, I initially clicked "Do not allow to use microphone." Then I had to go back. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going to need that microphone. I am going to need this microphone. Hey, Dave. Hey, buddy. So, Good morning. Um, so when little Gabriel uh, Morales was a little boy, he said, I want to be a major league baseball player and make a decisive play in, a, in an important baseball game. Unfortunately, and, unfortunately, he, he grew up to be the first base umpire at the game last night and still decided to make an important play in the game. But Very important. Crazy. Yeah. Very yeah. important. I mean... You I mean, know, is this, they, does this go down in the history of all, all time, you know, worst playoff umpiring moments? I mean, it's up there. I think so. I think it is. There. It's decisive game of, you know, there's been other moments where it was, but I don't think it was on the final play. Right. Where it led action. to something and opened the yeah. door maybe. Yeah. That seems more in the NFL territory. Like there's always weird stuff in NFL games where referees yeah. make bad calls. That, yeah. But I mean, things happen. The only one I can think of was in the World Series. Remember that play, Ross, where um, it was the Cardinals versus the Red Sox, and they called interference on the third. The, I think it was the the Red Sox third baseman. Um, right. Because he tripped the guy, and then the guy was thrown out at home plate. But they they said he scored because of interference at third and game was over. Yeah. Was that a deciding game? No. In fact, the Red Sox won that series, too. So it Okay, that's right. Yeah. So the only thing I'll say is I, I remember like a borderline strike punch out to end a World mm. Series, maybe, or something. But um, it, it wasn't like it was, you know, two to one. 
it was like the game was like seven to three or, you know, right. the game was well in hand when the ump made this bad call. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like a one run game with a man on base. Um, you know, late night Lamont had almost walked off the Dodgers with a f- foul ball down the line. I mean, yeah, that, that, that so brought close. back memories of the Jason Kipnis uh, near Homer in Cleveland in game seven right. of the 2016 world series where the Cubs, the Cubs almost got walked off and the Cleveland would have won that World Series. Yeah. Um, just just by a hair, that thing was just barely foul. I know. And then he gets called out in the uh, called strike, right? Is, which, which the one that they punched him out on was yeah. Yeah. a strike, but he had he had actually had a ball. Strike one was yeah. called on him that was not a strike. Right. I counted like almost 10 bad strike calls against the Giants last night. It's Yeah, it was crazy. And and yeah, it it just it was just heartbreaking because you know give him a chance. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Give him a chance. Don't make the decision. You know, for them. I mean, that guy. They should. They, they need to have a, a memo or whatever, similar to hockey, where they're like, you know, at the last, like you're not unless it's blatant. You're not calling it. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta let the guys decide the game. Well, they you may, know? I mean, I, they may look at it as a review call, right? Because why isn't it a review call? It it's, has to be. It's, it's all based on cameras anyway, right? So, I mean, it's, it's based on kind of like there's a bit of a metric there, right? It's not just an uh, opinion. Well, this uh, opens up one of my topics, which last night I was really doing my homework, um, which is, you know, jumping a little ahead. But, you know, we... We have Bud Selig to thank for all of this. And, and I, that may shock you. But Bud Selig is a reason why a lot of this is still happening. You know? Is that crazy? Am I talking? <laughs> I mean, is that nuts or what? I agree with you. But, you know? Under what, what circumstances? Well, just his, his sort of haphazard and um, really, like, really rolled out approach to modernizing the game um you know kind of like uh a call that needs to be reviewable oh. it isn't um you know um yeah so sort of just that, that kind of thing where you know um you know making the winner of the all-star game have home field advantage for for the series yeah they got um, rid of that thankfully they got but... rid of that thankfully but i mean yeah. like th- this is kind of the reason that you know, um, they, they need to, they need some new, some new blood in there because there's, this is going to keep happening, you know? Well, but, but Seelig's not there anymore. It's the other guy, Rob Mansfield. Mon, Rob Manfred. Right. But I think Manfred, that it yeah. all started with, with Seelig. Well, Seelig definitely start, you know, it's this idea that, oh, well, we can make these changes uh, because we need to modernize the game for the fans sake. Right. Right. That, that's right. always, cause we need more people. He's like, you know what? That's not working. Um, it's that not is, working. None of that stuff is, is helping. Um, and this playoff thing, the, the whole way the playoffs is set up is ridiculous. You know? Yes. I mean, yeah. it's, it made a bad situation worse because yeah. they were already mad that it was a five game series for the two best teams for the two best teams. And then to end an, idiotic five game series on that call yeah yeah i mean let talk about letting the air out of the balloon 
I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. I mean, I'll that play devil's good. advocate here for you just for the sake of the podcast. I mean, baseball has always been a reactive sport, not a progressive sport. They're not just going to, uh, you know, try and figure out a way to improve the sport um, just on their own. They're, the reason, um, you know, they do things is because of like a gross, um, you know, uh, error or some sort of like terrible situation where the all-star game ended in a tie or because, you know, they, they changed the rule regarding um, the contact play at second base because of a gross injury um they'll probably relook at the uh the instant replay rule now because of this and because of that luis arias play in um, milwaukee where infield pop infield catches are not reviewable i know did you know that i didn't know that until no so i mean baseball obviously they're, they're the slowest sport to change because they know that their fans are mostly traditionalists so um, they're going to say, oh, well, we need to implement, uh, we need to implement instant replay and challenges, challenges of certain things. Well, what should right. we make challengeable? We'll make as few things challengeable as you can, because our fans, uh, are, are traditionalists. And then they're like, well, you left out some really important shit, like uh, a check yeah. swing, yeah. um, or maybe even challenging, uh, called strike now and again, like, um, yeah. So uh, they need to take a look at themselves. And I agree that Bud Selig was kind of like the well, overseer during a lot of these like early missteps that Major League Baseball made. But um, what are you going to say, Kevin? Yeah, I was just going to say yes and no. I mean, I, everything you said is correct. But they, when they do try to make these uh, bold changes, they always screw it up. You know, yeah. that, that, that are like. You know, and, and Ross and I have been talking about this for a long time, Dave, is that my take is the owners have never understood the game and why fans like it. And this goes back to the 1800s. Like there was the Players League in 1890 through or three or whatever it was. And it's all based on the fact that they, the owners just do not get the game. They, they're, they're looking at it from a purely like, oh, how many nickels can we squeeze out of this situation? Yeah. yeah. And, and um, but yeah, it's, it, it, that's so it, true. Cause so the evolution, true. the evolution of the replay Ross is, is so true. Like they, they started with the home run. Remember all of a sudden, right. they said, well, we can review a home run. And so they would, they would check on a home run, make sure that that was legit. Fan interference. Yeah, fan, and that, and you, and you're right. Stem from something that had happened that was so egregious. Maybe even the mayor uh, play, um, with with uh, it was Derek Jeter, right? He was home run. Um, and uh, so you, you do. It's totally that reactionary thing, and then but now you're in this kind of muddled ground, right? Because we can all see everything. We know everything. Um, but the one thing we have never seen, and you tell me if you've seen it, Ross or Dave, I've never seen where they make these review calls. I've never seen a, sh- a photograph of the review center. I haven't no. looked for it, but I've never seen it. Either. It's all very shrouded. And yeah. You never see the person who's making the thing. The umpires yeah. themselves aren't even looking at video. Yeah, it's very it's just somebody's phoning it in. I don't even know why two of them need to get on the headsets. Right. Um, like the crew chief, because the way it works is the crew chief, AKA the boss man and the guy who made the call go on the headset. But what happens when the boss man 
makes the call that the crew chief, why did they need the other guy? You know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They don't need either of them. Yeah. It's like, it's like some, they could just put it up on the scoreboard and say safe, you know, whatever. Well, yeah. But I mean, they, they, there's no, there's no, there's no communication to uh, the people uh, announcing the games of what exactly is being reviewed. There's nothing. It's all this kind of weird, like, Oh, you know, we, we, we're going to just let you know the outcome. We're not going to let you in on the sausage process. And, and the reason that they, another reason why based, and this is like a whole bigger conversation for the off season, mm. the pace of play question, the owners are terrified that baseball is turning people off because it's the games take too long. Yeah. So they don't want to make more things challengeable. Right. Uh, because that would even further lengthen the games. But you give the teams the same number of challenges. You just make more situations challengeable. Well, even the number of challenges is a weird thing, right? Like two in and, the postseason. Yeah, and but but even that, I I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, even when you're out of challenges, you can still ask the umpire if they'll take a look at it, and then they decide if they do or don't. It's it's I've seen that happen this season. And right. they, they go, well, okay, we'll take a look at it. Even though you don't have any challenges. Like, what's the point of giving people challenges then if you give the umpire discretion to say if you get the challenge one more um, before the later innings? And so it's, I don't know. But but all said, it it just is a bad situation, as, as you pointed out, too, the Chris Bryant at bat, where he had a full count and not a single pitch actually was in the strike. I know. That was yeah. I didn't notice that. That's crazy. That was a disgrace, and it yeah. was happening all night. Yeah, I was I was sitting there like as a neutral observer, going, "This is the, one of those when when this happened in those Yankees games, I would be ready to throw shit at my television. I'd be so pissed yeah. off. Like, yeah. uh, I get so angry when one team seems like they're getting the edge in the balls and strikes. You know, if there's consistency and one team's getting the outside strike and the other team's getting the outside strike, you're like, guys, yeah. that's his but zone. last that's night it was zone. so yeah. uneven. Yeah. It was a disgrace. Yeah, and and you know, um, and in the end, uh, none of that. Uh, we had multiple conversations before the game. None of that starter bullpen starter thing actually came into play. It's just the game. Yeah, the game unfolded. And unfortunately, the only thing that came into play was this umpire taking the Giants' last pitch or last two pitches away from them for a chance to tie the game or win the game or, you know, yep. so uh, that's, that's the, that's the, the hard part about it. And cause you know, I, I didn't check. Did how many, did Mookie Betts was four for four, right? four for four. Yeah. He had the first four hits of the game for the Dodgers. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. And he was the only guy they couldn't get out and he scored the first run. Wait, didn't, uh, didn't Seager uh, knock in Turner who knocked in Turner? Uh, that was later though. Okay. I, think, I think Betts was the first run that got knocked in by Seeker. So um, he was scored from second after stealing second, I think. If oh, I and then, correct. oh, and then, right. Belly knocked in uh, yeah. Turner. Yeah. Yeah. And Trey Turner's looking like shit, man. What's wrong with this guy? Uh, well, I don't know. Well, he's a Dodger for first thing. He's lost in the yeah. woods. But they're, yeah. I mean, anyway, it's, it's just, and, and I, my, my, my guy, big stick. Darren Ruff came through like I knew he would at some point yeah. in this series. And that ball was a blast. It was and the hardest hit <laughs> ball in the postseason so far. This Is that season. right? I, I yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just saw where it went 
And yeah. I was like, holy, sh-. like I, you know, cause from where I'm standing, like I, I play off, like I, I've told you, I look at more of the outfielders because I can't see the big arcs. Um, cause I'm under the stand sort of, uh, but just watching the outfielders, you could tell. And then where, when I could saw where it landed, I was like, holy shit. So, um, that was a big boy play. Um, <laughs> and that was, that was, I mean, I wanted extra innings to be honest. Yeah. I mean, this game deserved extra innings. Mm-hmm. The Wilmer Flores hits a double down the line. Chris Bryant comes around and scores. Right. Then Scherzer strikes the next guy out. 2-2 going in the top of the 10th. That's how this game should have continued. Yeah, it's it's something. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe Flores gets out. I mean, you know, Flores has never done well against Scherzer. Um, you know, so uh, I don't think they had anyone left on the bench who was a little, Well, no, they did. Did they still have Duggar? Was Duggar still available? That's a question. Um, anyway, they, you know. The, I think they did have Duggar still available. Yeah, he he might have been the only guy they had left. They would have had him and Casali, I think. Because um, they used Yastrzemski in the yeah, first inning. They and used Wade. They used Listella. Yeah, Listella was out. I mean, um, so it, it was it was a great ball game uh, overall. The, the tension. I mean, I'm, I'm very proud of this Giants team. I mean, they you should be. They didn't back down one second in the end there. So, I mean, they, they were – they were in it to the end and, yeah. uh, and the end never got to them. They was taken away from them. So <clears throat> it was very, um, it's just disappointing. I mean, people react. I mean, stuff was flying on the field. Um, and well, that's um, good. I'm glad to hear that. Actually, well, it, because it, it, yeah, unfortunately it didn't get, it didn't get worse. I mean, I, I was telling Ross earlier, there was a fight uh, with some fans and, and right behind me, a giant, these Dodger fans were like clapping in this giants fans face. And he just, lit up on the them and vice versa so oh really um but the i thought that the continuation of the raining down stuff were was going to rain literally on the dodgers little parade out in the infield <laughs> um, but, i mean why why do you think that there wasn't any kind of a george brett style dugout run to you know like why wasn't the team itself more kind of just out of their minds when the season ended. You know what I you mean? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the, it, it, there's, I, I don't think there's anything to be done there. Right. And it's, it's a very weird situation too, because uh, in, in you guys were watching the game on TV. I wasn't, but my understanding is that they didn't show the replay of the swing until two minutes after it happened uh, because they were showing the. Doc- oh, on, you mean on the, on the, on the stadium scoreboard. No, on TBS. There no, they, like, they played they, the replay like three times within the next 20 seconds. Oh, they did. Okay. My friend was saying it, it took him a while to pull it up. So I, I'd have to double. No, because we had the TBS broadcast. So you've got Ron Darling, who obviously always speaks his mind and can be critical of everything. So he, yeah. all three broadcasters were like, no, 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 that's terrible, terrible. And they, they showed the replay twice or three times right away. So like the broadcast at least got it right, even if the umpires got it wrong. Okay. Yeah. But, but so there seemed to be a bit of like, you know, it's kind of like if let's say they, the game was tied or something, there'd be more time to argue. Like it was such a weird, like Uh if the game's over, all these Dodgers are running on the field. Yep. Um, uh, 
and you know it's kind of it's just kind of more chaos i think also just the, the giants nature is not they don't run hot you know they're not they, that's yeah. not their deal yeah they've been very very balanced all year long and um yeah and uh you know and so i i don't and like i said the umpires ran for their lives literally like sfpd moved onto the field and started to like get them off the field as stuff was raining down from behind on plate, you know, like up over the net, like people were throwing stuff. A few things went sailing in the direction of the outfield. There was a lot more stuff from like the arcade area. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was ugly. And because, and rightly so, but it really had that feeling of like that New York Brooklyn kind of feeling. Yeah, where, where it was a very guttural, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I literally was saying "f you" to the guy, you know, like, <laughs> and giving him the finger. You know, that's nice. what I was yelling, right? Um, and because, and that's not me. I usually don't do that, but that deserved that absolutely that situation. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, the Giants could have came out there and argue, but it's a call that's not really arguable yeah it would have just been for show but at yeah. that point i'm i i wouldn't have minded a little bit of 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 show just yeah just I, to kind of let everybody know we're you know we're we're not happy but you know like you said that's not them so they didn't yeah I, I i thought an interesting play there was that play the end the i guess the end of the top of the ninth where uh is a baby he was sliding in the head first in the first into first base and flores pretty much kicked him in the head yeah and <laughs> that was close. That was it was close. Clo- play. It was a close play, and um, because he he, I don't know sliding. I don't know if that makes it slower, but um, it it definitely that made for an exciting moment. That was right in, right in front of me, and uh, you know it was you know and they went you know Doval, he's a rookie, you know all and and they put him in there in a situation and. And that can be questionable, but yeah, Kevin, mean, Kevin Gosman, problems as Kevin Gosman came in and and did did great to shut that down. I yeah, was, I was really proud of him. For no, that. that was a great appearance. Yeah, he came in and just just did his thing, and uh, Dodgers did that bad bunt, I think, as well. And um, so who did yeah. that? That was Turner again, too, right? I was. It may have been. I think you're right. I think it was. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just. Uh, it was an interesting game because they, like you were saying, Ross, when you were texting me, is Jansen going to pitch two innings, you know, and then, and then they don't, they bring in Max Scherzer, um, which he can be offsetting, you know, to people. Uh, yeah. So. Well, they do that kind of thing. I mean, didn't they do that with uh, Kershaw at one point, like brought him in at a weird time? in years past yeah i mean in in playoff baseball that happens you know depending on what the game is and you know do or die and all that kind of stuff but um yeah it it, yeah why didn't we do a do or why didn't we bring in you know uh the equivalent our scherzer why you know why well because they did they did i mean they eventually did with gaussman but the 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 giants pitched the pitchers that they were gonna pitch right so they were going to go with Rodgers, and they were going to go with Duvall. Well, also the Giants got seven innings out of Logan Webb, so they yeah. didn't need to go as deep into their relievers. Yeah, seven super strong innings, and then oh, brilliant, great, great innings. Great and innings. then Rodgers came on and got a little bit of a jam there, but Duvall came and got the guy out, and that's where you start to go. You know, 
um, I don't know, you know, because uh, I, I, there was a righty up. That's why they brought in Duvall, right? Right. They didn't want to bring in McGee, who gave up the home run before and still not sure and all that stuff. So, I mean, overall, you have to say that the Dodgers had amazing pitching throughout the series. Um, the three games, two games that the Giants won in this game last night, the Giants were extremely competitive. I mean, if you look in those those three games, yeah. ag- aggregate score of of um, six to two for the Giants, right? In those three games, so um, you know they 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 had their their moments, you know, where they they were in the game, and that's why I'm saying I'm, I'm super proud of them because they stayed in that game. Uh, they had opportunities early in this game, yes, last night that they could have scored some runs, runner, yeah. Through, um, runners on but but they were the Dodgers were throwing you know new reliever every inning for the first three innings right was that three innings or two I can't remember did you come in that yeah Rios came in the third so yeah and then he pitched four innings right did he pitch the seven four innings yeah Yeah. he pitched three four five and six and um, okay. yeah, Joe Kelly did not appear in the game. Yeah, that that was interesting. I thought I thought um, Joe Kelly came in. I couldn't see the scoreboard, and I saw, and I was like, "Oh, it's just kind of a skinny guy," but it's not that skinny. And then I realized, "Oh no, that's that's Max Scherzer." Um, yeah, cause... but um, so unless you guys had more things you wanted to touch on, I just wanted to kind of um, a congratulate the Giants on an amazing season. But then also sort of um, kind of revisit something that Kevin and I have been talking about earlier this year about how this is a this is a one and done for the Giants in terms of this lineup. Um, I actually want to push back on that and say the Giants formula, as they've proven now, works if they can if they can manage to hold on to Chris Bryant um, and spend the money that they need to spend to keep Bryant and and also keep Kevin Gausman they can do this same thing for several more years to come. Like uh, their guys are healthy. Um, you know, their older guys are, are still productive. I, I feel like this is not a, a one season window for the giants. Like we had been saying uh, previously, I think this giants team can be competitive in the next few years with this setup. Well, I think, I think it's going to be kind of, um, insert here take out there you know kind of thing i, I because the, the the thing that's the really big factor in all this is almost all these guys are not signed through next year so kevin gaussman was on a one-year contract um i'm not sure of wood he may have been on a one i think he's on a was on a one-year incentive heavy incentive contract um brandon belt is now a free agent um, he played his last game oh, as really? a giant, I believe, because um, he was he had signed a contract at the same time that Crawford had signed a contract back when they when they they signed those guys to long term contracts um, back after the the World Series, um, and um, so his contract and and they they re-signed Crawford for two years during the season, so they still have him. Posey has a an option year and that's it's it's a club option so that's going to be interesting how that goes um because posey could even say he doesn't want to play anymore that's 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 a possibility so uh, i doubt it but that is a possibility um 
And uh, so, yeah, Chris Bryant, I'm not sure. I mean, he is the guy that Farhan likes his flexibility. Yeah, versatility. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, and, and then like all these other guys, like I know Listella is signed because he signed like a three-year deal or something. He was like the only guy who signed like a long He's got to stay healthy. But but all the others, um, I think they're on one. Like I don't know what the deal is with Ruff. Like if Ruff is signed through next year. But they can get these guys back. I mean – I think San Francisco so, but, is now but, a team that people are going to want to come to and play. Um, a lot of these folks might give like more team friendly contracts if they have like unfinished business, you know? Well, maybe um, we'll see. I, I agree with you and we'll see what, what the giants want to do with that. But I do think, I think it will be, it'll be extremely interesting. I think also, and this is kind of a side note is that to be honest with you, none of these kind of, role player guys really worked out in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Ruff, Ruff got the big home run last night, but he, he did, he had an RBI ground out the other night. Yeah. A lot of these guys didn't really have hits. Jaskremski didn't, didn't really do much during the playoffs. Um, I think they were a bit overwhelmed by the moment, but what that also does to the giants advantage is there, they didn't get to marquee themselves. Um, during the playoffs when everyone's watching. Because uh, you look at someone like Pablo Sandoval, right? He doesn't get that huge contract from the Red Sox mm. unless he has those playoff, that playoff yeah. 2014 where he was like amazing, right? Because everyone's – all the teams are watching. Red Sox go, we want that guy. Look, he's a winner in the playoffs. You know, we want him. And then it turned out to be a bust for the Red Sox. Um and and uh, so that didn't happen because the guys who actually hit well during these playoffs, all the guys who hit the home runs besides Ruff were veterans, Longoria, uh, Posey, Crawford, uh, Bryant. Um, and all the and they're the guys who actually got a lot of the hits, too. So um, so it will be interesting just to see if that affects these guys' marketability. Because generally when there's good players on a team like that, they become free agent. Some general manager goes, oh, we want that guy. We think he'll be a good fit yeah. for our thing. But they didn't really showcase themselves very well during these last five games. So um, it will be interesting to see what happens. But um, the future is bright, though. The Giants have a the, – the, the good thing for the Giants is they – I think – and Ross, you probably know this better than I. I think they have one of the highest rated um, minor league like things. I think they're in the top five now. Mm. Of, like, okay. And, and, and they didn't really give up anything during this year. And they didn't give up anything to get these players. I think I sent you that, that PDF I made of how the Giants got all these players. And it's crazy, Dave. Like all the, all these, almost every guy on this team that the Giants have is, was a free agent that nobody really wanted. Not like, you know, they weren't competitive free agents. They were just guys who signed the contract. Um, I think the one guy for sure that's going to be gone is Alex Dickerson. I think he, he lost his, any respect um, mm. down the stretch. He, he just hasn't played that well. I, I, I get the feeling he may be gone. Um, I think, you know, who we really missed in the playoffs too, just to put this out there was Tony Watson. Not having Tony Watson in the bullpen really, I think, hmm. hurt the Giants. It, they, they lost a veteran with, you know, because their bullpens was good, but they were a bunch of guys. Some were young and some were, weren't, you know. They did seem to be missing one 
more guy. Mm-hmm. If you say that's Tony Watson, I'll believe you. Yeah, I think it was. I think his experience would have been would have been really helpful there. But I, um, you know, anyway. Dave, did you have anything else to um, from your from your running order? Um, five games is not a real series. Are you, pro- are you proposing uh, a playoff realignment, perhaps, where there's a reseeding? I feel like my, my late-night Hennessy-filled uh, jacuzzi sesh where I took these notes. A- after listening to Kevin, I, I, uh, I think I might be full of shit. I really don't know anymore. I think <laughs> Kevin well, knows things, and I just say things. Okay, well. And that's the main difference okay. between uh, In your me. running order, we have MLB making a bad situation worse. We all agree. Right. Collective right. fizzle fart. Right. Uh, That's, three out that of, was, we agree to that. Bud Bun, Selig owns this. Yeah, and we then talked about that. Umping versus humping. Yeah, uh, we that, touched that, on that. We yeah. it was all humping. Was that the Lucille? That was <laughs> that was my uh, yeah kind of you know um, take on that guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Umping but versus humping. Is yeah. there a way that um, they could realign the playoffs so that? Um, this Dodgers Giants series has to be the NLCS. Well, let me tell you something that may interest you. And I know we're taking it a little bit away from baseball here, but to, to basketball briefly, who used to have five game series in the first round. Yeah, right. Yeah. And they were like, this actually sucks because yeah. like it, it's not an, it's, it's gotta be either one game or seven games. That's all. That's it. Mm-hmm. So three game series, like the three games ones are stupid. Yeah. The five games are dumb. Like either commit to a true series, which is seven games. We all know that modern era or else. Yeah. Like I'm okay with the winner take all one game thing, you know, to get the playoffs started just cause that's, yeah. everyone loves that. It's very exciting, but you know, five game like this, if, you know, if you punch him out in game five and you're and you know, you're going back to LA for game six. Who's not excited about that? Yeah. You know, that's, that's fantastic. You know, now they're going there, you know, there's another two days of talking about this and the umps and, you know, we're back in LA and the, they got to face some adversity and, you know, who knows, maybe there's a game seven, but I don't know. I, I, I just think that five games is really a, a stupid amount of it's, it's a dumb series number you know because yeah. if you win you know it, that's great you're you're just happy to win but if you lose you're like you know we weren't done you know we we weren't we really had i don't think it's settled is what i'm saying you I, know? I i think also you don't really get a true feel of a baseball team in, in a five game series yeah you can no, I t- you I can mani- you can manipulate your starting pitchers in a certain way you can do all kinds of stuff that can that doesn't give a true read I, right. I'm with I'm with you, Dave. I think I personally think here's the other situation that was just bizarre this year that I don't think we talked about before is the St. Louis Cardinals clinched the second wild card spot like a week before the first team clinched the I wild know, right? card spot, right? So that in any sort of sport dumb dumb D U M D B makes no sense because right. you you're you got one team that's now uh, lining up their pitchers, um, et cetera, to have the guy who, and they're the team that supposedly is supposed to be at a disadvantage. Um, I almost think that it, I think I'm with you, Dave. I think, you know, to be honest with you, I know they won't do it because they're 
stubborn, but maybe they will. Get rid of the wild card. This is uh, what I was going to say. Go back to just do do four do set four seven game series uh, for the vision. Here's what I propose. Yeah, I, I actually think what they did in 2020 is a closer hint as to what we're going to be getting coming out of the next collective bargaining, which is three game series, then five game series, then seven game series. But that's even worse. No, because then there's no one game wild card. Eight teams per league make the playoffs. Um, but that's worse because why? Because you could you could be the number eight team. I firmly believe, and I seriously believe this last year, if the Giants played the Dodgers in that three game series, if if they got in instead of the Brewers, which they had the exact same record, they lost on a technicality of some arbor, you know arbitrary idea of how you break a tie, um, which wasn't a game playing um the giants i think had a legitimate chance of beating the dodgers in a three-game series last year agreed and and that would have been your eight team knocking off your number one team and i don't think that's a good thing either because the three it's it shouldn't be three games and you can't have you can't have people deciding the three-game series based you know it's fine when you play okay fair enough fair enough but and you can't have buys either because then the team gets too cold. Yeah, exactly. Baseball buys don't work. It's not like football. Resting up in football, good. Resting up in baseball, bad. You know, um, it's it's well. That's you know, that's the whole thing about like the, back in the old days and the good old days. I might add, you know, where it was, you know, the the NL East versus the NL West, two teams, boom, and you're off to the World Series. You know, but talk about reactive. They added the wild card because the Giants got hosed when they had over a 103-win season and didn't make the playoffs because the Braves had 104 or something. Right, Kevin? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, but, that's, but, but the whole thing about that is they're like, oh, well, we need to decide this again. You know, that's where the baseball regular season, the last month of it should be a playoff atmosphere. You know, Look, you're well, already thinking in the playoff mode, right? Right. There. Well, that's called the pennant race. But here's the deal. I, I'm going to go back to where you started with this whole thing. And that starts with one used car salesman windbag named Bud Selig. Yeah. He was the reason why they have this one game wild card because he peed in his pants at the last <laughs> game of the year. In 2011, he forgot to put something on, and then you go, oh, oh, this is great. This is what we should build this in. And the wild card one playoff game has now been proven this year to be as dumb as the all-star game deciding who gets home field advantage. Yeah. Um, this, This is the thing that proved it wrong. Because when you're not even, you know, American League, that's great. They kind of were fighting to see who was going to be one, two, and three, and four, right? But you had a situation where because the Cardinals kicked ass down the stretch um, and sealed the number two wild card. How is that even possible? That couldn't happen in football. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's totally true because if you're – and I'm not – standing up for the Dodgers here, but if you're the Dodgers and you've won a hundred and some odd games, and then you have yeah. to play some shitty team who yeah. won 80 games yeah. just to get through to the next round. It's like, well, what was all that for? Because, you know, I mean, they ended up winning it, but yeah, I mean, I, that that's exactly the kind of thing that would yeah. happen to the Padres. They would, you know, 
be great and get the first wild card spot and then lose that first game and it'd be like, well, that was just all a big waste of time. Exactly. Because we and, didn't actually really make it to the playoffs. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. So what what is the reason for this wild card game? What is the reason for taking – so their, their, their explanation was uh, winning a division matters, okay? Well, and winning a division is important and, and should give you some special – thing um but winning 106 games matters and is important so it, it, the 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 thing is is that let's just think about it for one second to be if they go back to the old way of the wild card which i know they won't because baseball has to like hit itself in the head with a mallet uh the, the <laughs> ownership like a million yeah. times before they figure out anything out uh like hey your players are actually the most important asset you have and you should freaking market them, not, oh, hey, um, here's Lucille or the mascot. But right. so um, the, the thing is that if, if, if you go back to the old way, right? So let's say in 1993 when the Giants won 103 games, they would have been the wild card. Right. Plain and simple. Yeah. Um, and it was only two divisions at that time. But you fast forward to 95. Only one team gets to go in. That one team has to numerically have um, the best record of the teams that didn't win the divisions. Right. It can't be, you know, it's not like, oh, they won, you know, less in that division. But, they, you know, so, so they should let the one team go in. I, I, I thought that was, you know, fair. If you want to give them some other weird disadvantage or whatever, that's fine. But, but not, you know, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Maybe home right. games, or I don't know. Um, well, let's it, look at why they brought in the second wild card to keep these fan bases and teams more engaged through deeper into September, um, because they still have a chance at that second wild card spot. That, that's selling more tickets, reason. more television viewers. That's the intelligent reason, but that's not the reason why they did it. They did it because if you remember when they did it, they did it knee jerk during mm-hmm. the season. It wasn't planned out. And that's why the Giants in 2012 were playing a division series against the Cincinnati Reds. And those division series had to be two home games and three road games. And, and they, they couldn't, they couldn't do the two, two, one because they added the wild card in so late. Oh, right. They hadn't built in time. This is how, this is why to your point, Ross, MLB is so reactionary and so just do things on the fly without thinking it out. And that was Bud Selig because, again, he still has wet trousers from the last game, September 28th, 2011. He was like, oh, I'm all excited. And that was great baseball. Yeah, you know what? I've been watching that great baseball for a long, long time. And it was great in 1982. It was great in 1993. It was great all those years, right? Like when there were pennant races down to the end. Those are pennant races. Why are you going to monkey with that and start throwing in some random thing so you have a 106-win team facing – how many wins did the Cardinals have? 87 or something? I don't know what they had. Yeah, but, not that many. But it was like it, – it was, it was ridiculous. And that, that the fact that the Dodgers could have been knocked out by one team who had a week to prep their team to get their starters ready, you know. They, yeah. could, have, they could have sent their starting pitching – pitcher to california he could have been sitting in pismo beach for a week waiting to decide which way he had to go either north or south and he could have been like oh i'm just here getting all you know 
ready right. for getting accustomed to the time zone, getting accustomed exactly. to yeah. the air quality. Yeah. yeah, everything, everything, and just gets ready. <laughs> and then he gets on the mega bus out of Pismo Beach, depending on which way he goes north or south. So, <laughs> right. I mean, it, it's it, it's just crazy that that baseball comes up with these cockamamie schemes over all the time. I'm, you know, like, come on, let's be let's be serious about this. They came up with this runner at second base. Oh, I what think was, that's going. I think we've seen the end of that. I know, but why did it even happen? It COVID. was like it, that's to speed up excuse. games. That's an excuse. They use COVID as an excuse, like a lot of people use COVID as an excuse to change rules, right? It's an excuse that they use to say, "Oh, this is COVID because we don't we don't want to tire out pitchers." What are you talking about? The pitchers didn't want it. Nobody wanted it. So you're right. They thought. Well, we want to cut down on these games, and this is how we can experiment yeah. with it during these times, right? Or, and throw throw shade on that, right? Like, it's like the DH. Oh, we're going to put the DH on the NL. Why? Why? It did that. Didn't did, was that that didn't uh, speed up games? That was just again willy nilly. No. Why would the DH speed up games? Having a pitcher hit slows makes games go faster. Because you have more of a game. Oh, yeah. Now. No, no. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. The, so not having a DH speeds up the games for sure. Well, so let me take, let so me take if, this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you go. No, I was just my... going to say. So if, if your goal is to speed up the games, uh, so that's not your goal. Your goal is to monkey with the play of the game. And the DH is a big monkey. The the guy on second base is a big, you know, screwing with the with the flow of the game. I mean, come on. The reliever did this is a great one. The reliever didn't get an earned run for that runner if he scored from second, but he got a loss. So if he yeah. lost the game, he got the loss. But oh, but it was an unearned run because it, it was a run that didn't actually exist. Because what do they call it again? They call it like a placement or something. Zombie runner. Know. Well, there was all kinds of the zombie runners. There was the courtesy the- runner. Um, <laughs> there was you know uh, all this kind of mumbo jumbo right. that again, like I've read the history of baseball, and these owners have been coming up with this mumbo jumbo for a very very long time, and. And they they just don't get the game. They don't they don't even understand what these players do to do what they do, and how hard it is to play this game, and how you know how difficult it is. How is this clown at first base, uh, you know, deciding such an important game? And why why is it why is it even a possibility? Um, you know, they with agree. no recourse. Yeah. You know, so well. Let me throw out my wacky idea because of course because this is I. And I know it can't happen, but I'm just saying, it, putting it out there. Padre fans are allowed to have any sort of wacky idea. So I, because I, I, I'm a big fan. I, I, I wanted, right. the, you know, if the Giants weren't in the hunt this year, I wanted the Padres. So well, I, I was really rooting for the Giants last night, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't understand, except for the obvious reasons of it would take too much time and everyone is a big baby and a big sissy and won't want to go for it. Why don't we have eight teams on the National League, eight teams in the American League, seven-game series, that's it. You know, let's have playoffs. Let's do playoffs like we do, you know. Eight versus one, seven games, Yankees versus a nobody. They sweep them in four. We're getting some exciting things happening. To me, that's Are you the shortening answer. the regular season? Yeah, that's, well, that's, that's the issue. Well, I don't think you can because everyone's so – 
married to 162, it's like this holy number and you can't fuck with it because then records won't apply correctly anymore and all that stuff. So I don't think you can shorten the regular season, but I think you could play baseball into November, you know, in some places. Well, maybe uh, let me, let's God forbid Minneapolis makes the world series playing under a cover of snow, but here, here's where that's going to go as well. Right. Ross. And they did it last year. Again, these geniuses, no neutral site, neutral site, right? No. So they would turn the world series. Well, they, oh, I like never, that. They, kind of like they, Super Bowl. They did it last year. Yeah. Again, for site. COVID. Uh, again, yeah. But they did it last year under the COVID cover. But this is... But with global warming anyway, like, you know, it's well, getting, let's getting say, hotter later. Uh, so, True. So, but, but hear this out, is that Major League Baseball would love, 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 love to have a week that they could dedicate at one location with some freaking dome stadium or some, you know, they rotate it around to the different ballparks like the Super Bowl and go, yeah. oh, this is, which is so untraditional and such BS because, and the number one reason why it's BS is I believe now baseball is the only sport that has fields that are not uh, cohesive. They're not the same size. They're not the same this and that. Hockey used to be that way, but I think hockey now has – has standards that the, the field of play is the same, but they used right. to have rinks that were smaller in certain arenas because of the size of the arena. Yeah. But baseball is the only sport that does that football. It's a hundred freaking yards, right? 120 with right. the end zone basketball. It's the dimensions are always the same. A three pointer is a three pointer right. baseball. Hello, Boston. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Oracle. Hello, like you were saying last night, Ross, the two fly balls. I think you sent me a text that said, "Right, um, Ruff's ball and Posey's ball uh, wouldn't have, would have been home runs in X amount of ballparks, but not uh, Dodger Stadium or something." Well, like if Hoosiers was a baseball movie, that great scene where Gene Hackman like measures the rim and like is like, "It's still ten feet. It's mm. still you know we're we might be somewhere else, but." You know, our rim is our, you know, yeah. just like back home. He, they couldn't do that scene. That scene would have to be cut because it wouldn't make any sense. And there's even, know? there's some subtle things. Like everyone says Dodger Stadium's pitcher mound is different than other places, right? Like they say there's something about that. There's, um, um, there's all these, all these different things. Because like even down to the type of dirt that's used in the infields. Um, did someone break something? Was that a? <laughs> I didn't hear anything. Oh, sorry. I heard. I heard. I've, I've finally stopped doing chores while we do this. So <laughs> oh, well, last time yeah. it was the Metamucil mix, and well, then I drank it. I drank it before <laughs> we started. I heard. I heard. And then Jerry laugh. Lewis sat there in yeah. Burbank playing tennis. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. All right. So now that anyway. we've fixed the postseason, are we ready to bring in Sasha to preview the Houston versus Boston series? Yeah, I'll bring in Sasha. Did you All just right. text him? He's got the link. He's ready to join. Um, so um, let's see if he can get in here. Um, All right. Well, while, while he's doing that, while he's waiting for him, let me tell you about some exciting new things that are happening from the So Brands family <laughs> so of network. companies. The oh, so I thought network. you were going to start up a, a, like a leaf blower. <laughs> So Ross Neglia, CEO of the So Brands uh, family of podcasts, 
is starting to think about expanding into other sports. Now we know baseball only goes through October because you know that's everyone knows that it goes um, through October fourteenth. Do... <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But do we want to stop having fun and laughing all until no. until March or April when you know spring training? No, we want to keep having fun. So we're gonna we're gonna open it up to um, possibly. Oh, Sasha's here. What's up? Hey, Sasha. how you doing, Sasha? It, oh, oh man, there's a lot you of got, people. You got Kevin uh, and Dave and myself all on the line. We are anxiously awaiting your arrival because we want to talk about um, the American League Championship Series and your Boston Red Sox. But before we do, we just wanted to um, finish my brother's thought of having other sports in the So Sports Network, maybe a So Basketball. Dave has talked about doing a So Football. So look for that in the coming seasons. We might break it onto separate feeds or you might get preview episodes in the So Baseball feed. Can, um, yeah, Dave, did right. you have anything else to add to that? No, that's it. That's I, it. Just look for it coming up. Um, and there's more where that came from. I, I got one thing to say. I say yeah. so, so Pickleball. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I'm down. All I right. Re- I recently discovered a pickleball court in uh, McLaren Park. I fucking love pickleball. Now, okay. All right. We have our special guest here, Sasha, for only 15 minutes. So let's um, let's start by previewing the first two games of the of the ALCS because we know the pitching matchups for those. We got Chris Sale going tonight against Framber Valdez, and then in game two, we got Eovaldi going against in ALCS game two. Sasha, how are you feeling about the Sox chances in a seven-game series against the Astros? Uh, I feel blessed to even be here. I'm keep <laughs> it in perspective because no one thought that the Red Sox would make it this far. Um, Houston is right. really hard to beat. They're an incredible team despite issues or possible cheating. It, it remains the same even despite that. They're, they're a great team. Um, you know, their, their, their pitching is a little bit lessened because of their loss of McCullers and the ERA, um, for these two pitchers tonight are, uh, I don't think it's reflective of, uh, I think what the game is going to be. So I think that we have a chance. I think it's going to be really difficult to beat Houston, but, um, you know, if, if our, if our pitching, um, continues the way it has been in the division series, we've got a chance. I, these pitchers are definitely stepping up. And um, I would say, and Ke- Kevin may appreciate this, is that you know, I think Boston is, is becoming much better at developing pitchers and improving pitchers when they come because San Francisco does that really well. And we seem to be doing the same thing. There's just a lot of pitchers on our team that, I mean, I've looked at some of the stats. They're dramatically <laughs> better when they come to the Red Sox. So it's going to be fun to sort of see how this plays out. I like that. Sasha, if you will, put yourself inside the head of um, Padres great and superstar shortstop Joey Cora's brother, manager of the Boston Red Sox, Alex Cora, if you would, and put yourself in his head. And what is your strategy for trying to take this home? What do you do? What do you, what are you mixing up? What are you keeping the same? How do you how do you approach it? Well, I mean, his his approach, which I I've actually noticed that I think a lot of other teams are are doing as well. San Francisco did it, um, I think, to a certain extent. You, you you've seen 
the Dodgers do it. And, you know, maybe I'm putting too much credit to the Red Sox, but his, his strategy in, in the games that he has is like, I don't worry about tomorrow. I just worry about winning the game today. Right. It's being incredibly aggressive with using his players um, and trying to put the players in a best position to achieve the result. Right. So whether right. it's starting pitching, whether it is going to the bullpen, um, he's just going to make sure that he's putting the best team on the field. And that has been his, that was his strategy in 2018. Um, and, you know, I think that a lot of teams have kind of learned from that because that's the way it should be. Um, so there, there's been a few articles where right? they've, they've sort of talked about him being really careful with his players during the season. Um, and I think it's because when they do make it to the postseason, he's like, all that gets thrown out the door. Like, if, yeah. you're, if you're able to, I want you to pitch like three times in the span of four days. Um, so I think that that's going to be a strategy that he continues. And I think that if, especially if Chris Sale um, in this outing performs really well, he's going to use him for sure in, in a relief situation. That's definitely going to come, but it has to come at the right moment. Nice. Nice. Well, that w- I just want you to know that question was really hard for me to ask. I had to really concentrate. So thank you for your, for your good answer on that. Um, Kev? Yeah, no, I think I, I, I agree. I think the Red Sox have done a great job of, um, of being ready for the moment. Right. And put, and it's always about putting players in a good position to do well. And I think Alex core is really, really good at doing that. I, I you know, you know, he just he won a World Series um, not that long ago, and and managed those playoff games extremely well to get him to that po- point. Um, I'm kind of hoping, though, at this point, I'm hoping a Red Sox Braves World Series because the Braves used to play in Boston, and that would be oh yeah, uh, that's right. That's, you're right. You're right. That would be really. Uh, I think that's and it's never happened. They never played the Red Sox way back when. Uh, oh, that's interesting. They've never played the Red Sox in the playoff, even in Milwaukee or, or Atlanta. So, um, I well, think I that... still have a lot of love for Atlanta. I mean, you know, back in the Superstation days, I mean that, you know, <laughs> that was everybody's second favorite team. It yeah, was if, you, if yeah. your parents were divorced and you had basic cable. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I that was your team. House. I had to go to my friend's house and watch those games. He was like, my friend had the cable. We went Dale to- oh, Murphy, nice. man. Yeah, dude, Sid Bream. Bob Horner around third. Bob Horner. Like five yeah. a night. I mean, yeah, you're not going to catch me sympathizing for the Braves. I don't like the team. Um, yeah. But I will be pulling with all my heart for the Red Sox against all of my Yankee fandom because the Red Sox are a fun team. They're yeah. a good team. I love the way Alex Cora manages. Yeah. He, he puts, you know, he's great with his players. Um, you know, they're all bought in. It's all Boston always feels like a ragtag group for whatever reason, even when they have superstars. Like, and the Astros are like, you know, the, they're the new evil empire. Um, Yankees are not even good enough to be, they're not an empire. So I'll be rooting they, hardcore for the Red Sox. And I'd love to see, because then I can go to some of these games. Ooh, okay. <laughs> that's spoil. Ross you. just wants to go to the game. That's what it is. Wendy's here in the background, and um, every time the Dodgers win, the fucking neighborhood sets off like fireworks all night. All right. And so Wendy actively rebu- roots against the Dodgers and for whoever the Dodgers are playing. 
That said, are you going to game three? I'm either going to game three or game five, depending on whether Mark oh. can come down for game five. I might do both. We'll have to see the ticket prices. I'm going to come well, that, down. Can I come down there with my tomahawk chop? <laughs> <laughs> At your own risk. A real one. <laughs> After yeah, so uh, I will say that um, – so first off, if, if it is a uh, Dodgers and Houston World Series, I'm not going to watch because I don't want either of them to win. Yeah. But I, I think for me, like the, the, the nightmare is, is that Boston makes it. They play the Dodgers and freaking Mookie Betts, like single-handedly, like he did last night, yeah. wins the championship for them against his old team because that will just be rubbing salt in a, in a, in a still open wound. Talk about a guy who's hot and fresh, right? Because he didn't play a lot of the season. So he doesn't have a lot of – he was injured a lot, right, Ross? Like he was on the – Yeah, he's got a lingering hip injury, something that I can sympathize with. Right, but he – but it also meant that he didn't play as many games during the year. So he's he's a little bit fresher, I think. Last night was amazing. I mean, he – every time he came – he was only – he got the first four hits of the game for the Dodgers. Yeah. It's incredible. That's four at-bats. You had to go through the lineup four times. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. That the was- series where I wouldn't want to watch would be Braves-Astros. Um, that, that would be such a negative vibe for me that I would yeah. only watch for my professional responsibility as a baseball podcaster. <laughs> yeah, we all have to continue to watch out of – it's wait, our job. We have is, there to check, is there a check? Is there a check? We're being – we get coupons. We get if there ever is. We get the so brands go. So brands. When so Sasha, brand do you have a public. sport you'd like to cover? So tennis, maybe. Um, I don't know. So soccer, definitely. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, tennis. That's I think tough, I probably though. have to start watching more of it to to be able to speak. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you're always welcome on any of our our network of podcasts at any time. Yeah. Um, whether to talk about your favorite team or just. The, you know the overall season in general well we should we should continue on these red sox games because i think i think it's going to be a really good series i think it's going to be way more interesting i think fenway park is always great when it's involved in a playoff game like it's always exciting because it just the the, the everyone has to remember the ground rules or like what are the ground rules in that place or yeah. what is that you know so um it's pretty cool and and uh it's it's classic because the other ballpark and this is why the Yankees are no longer the evil empire because they don't have a train. Um, the other ballpark <laughs> is just horrendous. I mean, it, the only th- I think the only ballpark that's worse than that thing is the other one in Texas where – No, what about Tropicana Field? That's just no, no, hideous. But, but no, but Tropicana Field, they didn't build for baseball. Clearly. Okay, they, they, they had to use it for baseball, right? Because that's their situation there, right? But somebody designed these two ballparks, the one in Houston and the one in, in uh, Arlington or wherever it is in Dallas area. Um, they designed these ballparks. And the, the reason why I say the Rangers one is the worst one, if you guys don't know this, the measurements of the outfield are to match up with former Rangers uh, numbers or something. There's some weird connection. So like there's all these nooks and crannies to align with some number that uh, applies to one of the former great, my fingers are in quotes, for great Rangers. Um, 
So they have these things. I was like, are you kidding? I don't know if you guys know that. Have you heard about this that? some kind of uh, Da Vinci Code Dan Brown bullshit going on <laughs> <up> there? <laughs> kind of. Kind of. But it's so bizarre. And then, like, you know, the, there's that one thing in left field where if the ball, like, hits on top or something, there's, like, that space that doesn't make any sense. Like, it, anyway, but these ballparks are just horrendous. And it, I don't know. And that one in Houston is just, it's a joke. I mean, the only cool thing when they opened that ballpark was they had that hill in center field and they got rid of that. That was cool. And, and, and I think also, well, I mean, the, the Red Sox, you know, Fenway Park was was built that way just because they literally couldn't yeah. extend it, right? Exactly. So, it's like it's like Oracle Park, right? Yeah, exactly. Built that way it's, because it's, it's shoehorned it's, in. It's not... Exactly. So it's out of necessity. But it does create like a lot of weirdness, right? Yeah. I mean, we actually saw that in, in the game against New York, right? Yeah. <laughs> just like Stanton thought he had hit a home run and it wasn't, right? And just like, I think like they said something along the lines, of, like if this was in any other ballpark, it would definitely have been a home run. Right. So now you're hurting me, Sasha. Now you're hurting me. Well, well, let, I mean, well let's talk about the, 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 uh, the chest bump into the bullpen by by uh the red Sox there on the, the ground rule double right yeah like, that wouldn't happen in almost any other ballpark because the ball happen, is so low it could happen in dodger stadium right down the, the no lines. could it yeah no the there's lines. no other outfield wall as low as the right field in fenway park yeah really how tall is that so that what they must have it's waist high but we they saw somebody go over the wall. Oh, right. Okay. It's, it's waist high. And it's also, I think the, it's the closest um, outfield in the majors. It's uh, 310. It's right. ten to the pole. The pole. Right. And, yeah. and, and Ross, it, it's sometimes it doesn't favor us. Right. <laughs> so, I know. Like we've gotten burned with the dynamics of that at field as, as well. And just like, and that's the other thing too. Yeah. It's like when, when I was first a, a Red Sox fan, the one thing that, you know, because kind of speaking of trying to build a stadium for your players, the reverse can happen as well, where you, you only get players who you think are going to do well. At mm-hmm. It's like yeah. we always want to get that right-hander who, like, hits stuff hard because if he hits the wall, his his uh, numbers are going to increase, but actually turned out to be bullshit. But they did right. it for years, where they would get these, like, subpar players with with this weird stat of, like, we think they can do it, like, and they only play, like, half their games at home anyway. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's true. And and that ballpark, I mean, I've known that ballpark since the 1975 World Series. And it's like seeing that center field. That's the one that always blows my mind. Because how deep is that center field with that roll-up door? It's like, it's like it's, it's way out there. And then you can, you counter that to the other sides. It's like, it's pretty, pretty crazy. So yeah. um, cool. All cool right. Stuff. Well, I think we all can agree. Go Red Sox. I yeah, Red so. Sox. I'm going Red Sox Braves. That I would, I would love that because a li- another little bit of Boston knowledge is so where the Braves played, I believe, and, and Sasha, you would know better than I. I think that's where. Um, what university is there where they still have a piece of that stadium? Yes, no, North, Northeastern, I think. North, yeah, and so you can actually the 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 seats and the the area there is still there. Um, uh, so that that's super interesting. It's just like the other one I found that recently that. Tacoma, the Tacoma ballpark has parts of Seal Stadium from San Francisco because Tacoma was a Giants AAA team. And when they closed Seal Stadium, when they built Candlestick, they shipped up parts of the seats and stuff up to uh, to uh, Tacoma. And <laughs> they still have some stuff there from it. Wow. So. Well, over on Parnassus, right there by, uh, um, you know, cha-cha-cha, <laughs> they, they, the 49ers used to play yeah. at, that, at that field. 
Keysar. 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 Exactly. I love love your reference points. (laughs) Well, that's where all of the the Parnassholes hung out. (laughs) And I I was friends with a couple of them. Yeah. We were always Uh, saying, can you believe that we could have seen the Niners here if we were only 100 years old? My dad went to games there. Um, And my my favorite, though, was my mom's first cousin who actually played football for St. Mary's College. He and he continued to be a big 49er fan. He had a, a liquor box that was painted, hand painted with 49ers logo on it. And they would buy a seat for the box at, at um, Kizar and it would nice. sit next to them. And then they That's would open cool. it, it had all the glasses and the, the, the mixer and everything in there and the alcohol. And That's then he awesome. and he would continue to bring that to all the tailgate parties at. at oh, nice. You see, so, we were born in the wrong time, you guys. Yeah. When wow. you could bring a liquor box and you could afford a seat for that liquor box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the other famous thing about this and my last thing on Keyser Stadium is they had a net over the entranceway to the clubhouse because if the 49ers were playing poorly, people would throw beer bottles at them. So, so they had this net covering the entranceway to protect them from the launching of the beer bottles. Nice. Well, Niner fans are known for being a little bit crazy. Let's, yeah, we'll that, keep that to the sofa. That, keep that to the sofa yeah, podcast. Well, yeah. um, but this Dave, is just a little preview for you Niners right. fans. Dave, Dave and I will be migrating over to the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a great idea. And I'll, I'll make an appearance on the sofa football podcast you know just to check the audio levels and then i'll dip out and let you guys do your thing. i mean we kind of need you there ross i mean it's, yeah you know yeah. don't don't you know think just because you don't like football or know anything about it that you your opinions don't matter fair you know? fair okay so yeah. um well i know many... sasha has to dip out at 12 30 yeah. so oh, okay. let's say our goodbyes to him yeah. um, okay he's got another call at 12 30 so thanks so much for joining yeah. us right. sasha and you, good sasha. luck to your team let's do it again after the at least the second game or something yeah, yeah. maybe we'll game two we'll get sasha back in the mix. Yeah. okay sunday great. Go, they... go Red Sox and uh ross please enjoy your outfit i need confirmation every day that you're wearing that t-shirt i'm wearing the hat right now when <laughs> hat do i have on it's a lot easier now that they're going up against the astros right ross like the this is paint this... splashy red Sox one Whoa. see Nice. Wendy just confirmed it. Awesome. There was there was suddenly a voice of reason on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that, that scared me. Mom, is that you? <laughs> Either that right, guys. or, or Ross's okay. voice changed dramatically. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, listen to the last podcast and we had yeah. Jerry Lewis right. joined us. All right, guys. Okay. Have hey, a guys. great day. Go Red Sox and go whatever National League team you're supporting. Go Niners. Yay. All right. (laughs) All right. Good call, guys. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye.